0: What's well, good to find, gang? Gang. So, I've mentioned to you guys that I got the Comedic Tarot deck, um, just to kind of expand my understanding of, of, you know, things that have to, that are esoteric in nature. And so, you're welcome to just. I'm gonna go ahead and shuffle these cards, and oh, there. Let's keep shuffling there. Um, let's just see what comes out. And then I'm going to read from the book, and you're welcome to just learn alongside with me. Alright. And you can probably hear some things are falling out, but they're falling out in sets of like um, three and four, and I just want to pull one. Keep it short, sweet, and to the point. I had a really good time with the last one that we did, which was um, Mutt, the Empress Energy. And been able to continue to derive information, you know, from what I learned there, so, yeah, learned not to rush the process, and I have a feeling something's about to flip out, flip out, so I just moved my hands over a little bit more, because last night I was like, oh, I want it to flip out, and it flew across, like, all the way to my table on the other side, (laughs) I was like, okay, but yeah. I just like it when it pops out. It pops out, and I'm not going to rush the process at all. There we go. There we go. <clears throat> Beautiful. Oh, you guys! <laughs> I have to remember that you can't see what I'm seeing, but it's a couple. It's a couple. I said an sir Um. The number on there is six. I think of, when I think of the number six, I think of Divine Feminine. There's that moon energy in the background that kind of symbolizes, you know, feminine energy. Also, oh, wow. I can't wait to to start reading from this. I'm going to describe really quickly what's on the picture. And then I'm going to go to the story. Because I want to hear what the story is behind this. But it's a Divine Feminine. Um, She does have a headpiece on um and it looks like there's a moon and it has horns um and there's a red ribbon in her hair and she has on like beautiful egyptian dress with like you know how the embroidery it's like a necklace but it's thick embroidery that comes across her chest it's so pretty and she has like arm bracelets on and then the masculine is laying down, and it's like she's looking down over him. It looks like he's sleeping, but she's protective of him. Um, oh, I wonder if he's deceased. This is, um, But his, he has two things in his hands. His hands are crossed across his chest, and in each hand he's holding something. One is like a scepter that has like black and white stripes on it. <clears throat> And the other one looks like a. Um, it looks almost golden, but at the end of it is kind of like a something you would use to. T- honestly, to to shoo something away or. So yeah, let's get into the story. Let Let's um pull from the. From the book. Oh, what's this? Oh, okay, <laughs> I put the deck back into the bag, and I just wanted to make sure. So, and they don't do these by um by num. I have to look at the. Let's see here. Uh, so asset. Now the funny thing. Okay, yeah. Interesting, because on this, it looks like they also have Asset by herself, but on this one, it's Aset and Asir, which is six, which is the lovers. Of course, I would have gotten that energy, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's see. So is that supposed to be page six, or that's just the order? No, it's the order. Okay. All right, so hang on tight, kids, because I'm going to start reading off. It says, Glorious Aset perfect in command and in speech, avenged her brother. She sought him without ceasing. She wandered round and round the earth, uttering cries of pain, and she rested not until she found him. Hmm. Wow. The tale of Osir, I know I'm butchering his name, Osir and Aset, known to the Greeks as Osiris and Isis is one of the greatest tragic oh yeah he died one of the greatest tragic love stories ever written oh yeah Aset was murdered by his chaotic brother Set, also known as Seth who dismembered his oh who dismembered his deceased body and locked it up in a box which he then threw into the Nile damn Osiris. Devoted and long-suffering sister-wife, Aset, searched the world, grieving for her lost husband, and gathering together the pieces of his body. Damn. Upon recovering and reassembling the body of her lost lover, she used magic to impregnate herself with Aser's son, Heru, a supernatural conception. Guys, I did not know that. I have heard of Heru before. Asa became a funerary deity meaning or providing the means for Osir to achieve eternal life through ceremonial mummification. In Egyptian hieroglyphs, she is often depicted with outstretched wings protecting Osir on his throne. Asad, the funerary deity, provides protection to the traveler on his journey through the afterlife, and Asir sits as the ultimate threshold guardian on the hero's quest as he sits in final judgment of the soul before eternal life can be obtained. The Asad and Osir card, card 6, is equivalent to the lover's card in other decks. Yeah, I don't really like it. Like why he gotta die? <laughs> In this card we find a set with outstretched arms protecting the reposed body of Osir under the full moon. Osir holds the royal crook and flail. So that's what that is. Um the crook I believe is a black and white like a scepter. And then the flail, we talked about this last time. Um, but I don't remember <laughs> what flail was. But um it's a, it's a dual scepter of royal authority and prosperity. He wears the heget. It's a white crown symbolizing the rule over Upper Egypt, the New World. His crown is adorned with golden ostrich feathers, and he wears the golden postiche, a metallic felt false beard. <laughs> that's pretty cool. I'm going to say that's really cool. I've seen people wear, like, false words false beards before um but uh, but the idea that it was like a metallic or golden that's that's pretty cool <laughs> symbolizes his sovereignty strength and potency i hm. said crown is adorned oh here we go adorned with the horns of the cow oh that's hilarious i've been talking a lot about the cow and the cash cow now what is that about Okay, signifying her status as a nurturing goddess of motherhood. <laughs> okay. And the T'jet, um, spelled T-J-E-T, the symbol of her healing power. She bears the Shenyu Ring. Mm-hmm. It's not in the picture, but okay. Um, she bears the Shenyu Ring, symbol of eternal protection. Oh, 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 oh. Remember, you guys, I was describing, it looks like... um embroidery, so kind of like a necklace but it's really thick and it's across her chest that's what it is, the shenyu ring symbol of eternal protection around her neck mm. she has begun the process of wrapping her lover's body in funerary linens in preparation for his mummification mumfic- and resurrection yeah, that's what, yeah homeboy was gone and the thing, he, was, he wasn't he was just sleeping there peacefully he, he, he gone, y'all Damn, I low-key don't really like this. But anyways, it says, In the upright energy, it's supposed to represent love, soulmates, perfect union, relationships, romance, desire, shared values. In the upright additional, it's supposed to talk about sacrifice, selflessness, caring, and eternal love. Reversed, it's about disharmony, self-love, disunion, imbalance, conflict, detachment, Reversed, it's supposed to also... Or additional, reverse additional. Let me see if there's anything else on the other page. It's supposed to talk about selfishness, narcissism, egotism, vain, futile sacrifice. So, yeah. um, I would say... The things that stuck out to me... Is the part where... Let's just really talk about it. Let's just really combine these stories to what's going on in the world with us right now, right? This is a tragic love story. I don't like it, y'all. I'm like a eternal... <laughs> I love love, so this bothers me. But the thing is, this is true. I was reading about, and although it could go on the other side too, but I just had read a stat that this year alone in 2021, um, 50 Black women have been shot in Philadelphia alone, right? And also that every 5.2 hours, a Black woman is killed. Now, if we look at the proximity, we're looking at, you know, usually the person that harms a woman, it's going to be... Her, um, somebody in her intimate circle. So from the neighborhood down to her spouse, down to a father or a brother or a son, right? Type of dynamic. There's like lots of stats on that, right? Um, it just comes down to proximity. Um, and what the funny thing is, and, and I'm not intending to, and and but I don't want to make myself feel bad for talking about it. I wasn't really talking so much about the women as much as I was saying like, yeah, we also have stories of our, you know, this here his chaotic brother. You know, we just, uh, as I'm recording this, it's November, mid-November. We're in Thanksgiving week of 2021, which constantly, like, why am I even mentioning it? Because I don't even celebrate those, like, holidays anyways. But um, just to give you a time of reference, uh, and young dollfish was shot and when they were trying to put flowers at his place another person got shot now coincidentally three other rappers were killed in um just the month of november alone now let the truth be told um there's it's a white guy that is their record owner is their record uh i think it's called empire and it's allegedly has insurance policies on all of them. So he's just racking up money. And the thing is with young Dolph, he had like over a hundred properties. And this is a story that came to mind when I talk about, you know, the tragic love story. His wife has two, you know, is now left behind with two children. And he was, a, uh, um, you know, in his own right, trying to do the best that he could for his family. Loved the idea that he was there for his wife and for his children like I said he had 100 properties and he was every birthday he would buy them a new real estate property but again these kids I don't I don't think the oldest one is more than seven years old could be like five and two something along those lines just from eyeballing the picture but this that's you know tragic love and we talk about the dynamics of what are we doing to each other His own brother, but we have that same dynamic here. We have the black-on-black crime where we're taking away, you know, brothers and sisters, you know. And for what? Chaos. And it's heartbreaking because, you know, she is out here oh you guys i'm trying so hard not to be like a crying baby i told you guys i have a lot of water in my chart and i'm trying not to excuse it but it's like she is going through looking to create to have justice for him and grieving the loss and that's something you never really get over um hmm it's just sad you're really getting my initial reaction to this i don't even really have it just resonates because it's it's part of what we're seeing around us today and you know you'd want to hope that things get better um Yeah, that's crazy. Um, I mean, part of what resonates from what I've been talking before is if we've been talking about the cash cow, I'm actually working on a story. It's going to be called like the five cash cows. um, And it's going to be kind of playing with the idea of, of if these were women, how they go about their life, you know, from being the picnic cow to the. To the cow who negotiates her contracts and has royalties for her her and her children. um, To the ugly cow, right? So I'm starting to to work on that one. Um, I think sometimes we do work better with the illustrations and the stories because then it makes you really think about why you do certain things. But I love here that it says, you know, with Asa's crown, she's adorned with the crown, with the horns of the cow, signifying her status as a nurturing goddess of motherhood. You know, when you do think of the cow, you do think of it feeding its baby calves and really the world it's funny you know cat williams had done a um in his latest comedy stint he says who in the world convinced us to drink the cow's milk like just randomly say you know we're gonna start drinking the cow's milk like we don't even drink our own mama's milk you know after two years old it's like if she were to you know provide you some milk for your cereal you'd be like ew but it's your mom so then how do we go about choosing cows you know like what other animal would you take the milk from some people take milk from the goat and so but and this is oh man just bear with me this, this is a whole tangent but it's it's not your regularly scheduled program i didn't realize ironies of ironies i did not realize it's been if i say about two years since i've had milk and this the and then before that it would probably been like six months at a time, you know, that I would have had milk. But um, I have visitors, and so they drink milk with their cereal. And so I had gone to the fridge, and I remember just like I opened the fridge, and it was there, and it was so weird, and I was staring at it, and I didn't realize until after. And I was like, because I was like, oh, I could just get some milk if I really wanted to, but then I was like, I don't even drink milk. I couldn't even tell you the last time I had milk, you know. Um <laughs> it's just weird, but yeah. And then I started to remember why like it's it's I was at a point where milk really grossed me out. I actually um remember one of the last times I engaged with with going even to the dairy section. Um I had opened the, the fridge to get, you know, at the store. And you could smell how rank it was. But now, mind you, I had been fasting. So I was super um, heightened to the smells. And um, I'm also aware of how much bacteria there is in the milk um, and how it causes uh, phlegm. I didn't like how it creates the phlegm. Um, And so, yeah, I just... Yeah, I just have kind of weaned myself off of that. But anyways, just strange. so then I started to remember why I didn't like milk and why I hadn't drinking it for so drank it for so long. Drinking it. I didn't drank it for so long. And I was just kind of like starting to get sick points. And I'm like, ew, ew, that's so gross. Like and then just the thought of drinking it, I was like, oh. Because I was like, you know what, it's just there. But then after a while, it's just fascinating to me how we made choices about food and Yeah, so, but anyways, nurturing goddess of motherhood and the Tijet, which is a symbol of healing power, symbol of eternal protection around her neck. She has begun the process of wrapping her lover's body in funerary linens in preparation for mummification and resurrection. I'd have to see, like, try to think of what is the comedic principle behind that. What is the comedic principle of, you know, eternal love? I think my initial thought is that, you know, she's just trying to honor the person that he was, um, you know, and preserve the memories that were there. Um, I have to try to understand mummification a little bit more. What fascinates me is the resurrection, which is funny because I'm allowing myself to just be detached from everything else and kind of study this. Um, The religion that I came from, you know, they believe in the resurrection. Um, And so it's kind of... (laughs) You can see my head, I'm a little puzzled. to the correlation between the two... And so then it kind of speaks to an afterlife type of thing. Um, and so then, are they supposed to meet in the afterlife? I mean, and y'all, don't, if y'all are into this comedic stuff, and you're way more advanced than I mean, me, do not cut for me. Like <laughs> I'm just baby girl trying to figure stuff out over here. Um, here's what I'm gonna do. I'm kind of interested in this Haru guy. And you know, what's so funny, I will say this, if you've been following me for a while, and I've had this thought for a long time, which is interesting, because I'm right now of the accord that I'm not putting myself back out on the dating scene. I just don't see myself dating, um, ever to be, if I'm being honest, um, and i had toyed with the idea of having a child you know once i'm a little bit more economically stable but i started to see that it was selfish but if i have a couple of podcasts where i s- explain to you my concept of a love child i was explaining to my friend i was like i really want to have a, ch- a love child and she's like what is that and it's like you know when you you meet the love of your life and it's like everything up from the conception to the pregnancy to the raising of the child it's like you're just pouring everything into that child like making sure they have the best nutrients the best education the best of everything because it's like when that child thrives it's just a symbol that that's how much i love your father like you know when you grow up and you pass on the legacy and you're running the empires that your father and i created it's like every time you get up and you you know how it is and when you're doing like um charitable donations and you know talking about new um developments in your organization you go up and you tell the story and it's like I'm here because my mom and my dad fell in love and I'm their legacy and it brings me no much more joy but to bring another extension and another facet of their love to make a difference in the world like that kind of talk like I know it's you know <laughs> just airy, fluffy stuff. So the the idea of Haru, you know, a supernatural conception, and this is her way of of, because it says here, upon recovering and reassembling the body of her lost lover, she is magic to impregnate herself, like to just carry on the legacy and the legacy of him this sounds you know but it just I love that so let me um the idea of the this being their love child even though it's a little bit weird y'all but yeah what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna get off of here and I'm gonna pull the card for Heru there's a lot of cards so um but I have time it's Thanksgiving or you know Everything's really quiet and slowed down right now, so I'm going to pull, find that card, and then um, you're going to see that next one. And um, We're going to read about his story and what he symbolizes and that type of stuff, just for fun, just for kicks. Man, but this love story is just, I, uh, I don't like it. Hmm. That's, that's cold, man. That's all I got to say. Like, killing your own brother, you know, dismembering him and throwing it into the Nile. And the thing is, one of the things I understand about even throwing it into the Nile, like, that's just straight up disrespectful. Because one of the things I learned with, um, you know, with, with slavery is that they used to throw our babies and in, in feed them to the Gators. But this is to tell you how diabolical they were, um, even though it sounds messed up that they did that, you know, as sick as that is, there's there's um, spiritual reasons why they did that. Like, these people are really messing with the whole psyche of how we do things. But when you look at even with Moses, um part of the reason why they were throwing the baby and babies into the Nile in Egypt is because the gators were in the Nile and they believe that when they if a gator eats you like you are done for like there is no resurrection for you there it, oh that's why she was getting him ready for um resurrection. Now, I don't know to what degree the Gators have to play with, but the fact that the brother threw him into the Nile is some it's some crazy, diabolical stuff like that, you know? That, um... Look at this. As it pops, the She popped out by herself. That's the card. I don't know if you could have heard it, but it just popped out like this. I love this kind of stuff. Um, But yeah, I'm looking for... Um, So... Part of the Pharaoh throwing all of the the, the Hebrew babies into the um Nile River, which is what the time that they were taking protective measures to to protect Moses and putting him in a basket so he wasn't open to the elements and the gators eating them, is like um even though they were Hebrew Israelite and they didn't believe in that stuff or shouldn't have, it's the whole idea that they were taking away these children's ability to even thrive in the spiritual realm. Like at least, you know, there was the idea that you could reincarnate, um, resurrect, but if you got eaten by a gator, like it was done. I remember I, I did a live podcast, um, where that's where I discovered that. And I was just even more disgusted with what, you know, in American history, how they is one thing to, to do slavery, but they were like straight getting witchcrafty with it like they understood the spiritual implications of what it meant to feed our babies to the to the gators you know that's just so then that that would make sense when I and it's funny how I caught up on that but yeah the brothers that's just diabolical like you kill your own brother you go through the process of dismembering them that's just desecration in the Jewish culture Um, They take the desecration of the body very, very seriously. Um, They go through a whole process of preparing you for burial, even to this day with the Jews. Um, So it's like when you look at it from all of those religious standpoints, religious meaning, you know, man-made constructs of how they deal with the bodies and the desecration of a body. Um, you know, and then furthermore, even throwing it into a um, Nile river that's infested with gators, it's like, that's just foul. And so then that, now you can see where that love is like, where she's like, I don't even just care about you in this life. I care about you in the afterlife, man. It kind of makes me want to cry a little bit. Like, damn, that's just cold, man. That is just cold, but all right, I'm going to get off here and I'm going to look for the card for this guy. And, and yeah, you're welcome to join me for the next one. <laughs> All right. Okay, so I'm going to charge you, for those of you who know how I like to do my stuff here, I'm going to charge you with love, with the love of your life. The love of your life is you, boo. So show up for yourself. I'm going to charge you with light and black light because black light illuminates invisible. I'm going to charge you with, ooh, my my yacht. Yes, with health, with wealth, with wisdom, and prosperity. All right, till the next podcast. Peace. So as it turns out, there is no Haru. I went through the whole deck card by card. So I'm going to go ahead and just pull another one. Um, because when I was going through the cards, they're so pretty, you guys. The Comedic Tarot um, deck, they did a really nice job. You can get them on Amazon. Amazon. And really nice, luxuri- luxurious. Um, it's it's on a bigger size bag, very nice quality, very nice um, attention to detail, um, and the the book is is very well done too. So yeah, there is no Heru, <laughs> not in this deck or at least I don't have a guidebook on that. So yeah, all right, peace out.